Back in Mr. Rudy's backyard, it's OTA coverage on SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler with you here for another hour. To join, joining us here in our final hour of the show, we're excited to have Cam Sutton, Steelers defensive back, sitting down with us. What's up, Cam? Thanks Wes, for taking the time. How you doing? Appreciate you most. Appreciate y'all having me here. Absolutely, man, It's man. always great to see you yes, out sir. there, always. man. Always. I, I was complimenting how, you know, you, you just got done with a full practice, the first day of OTA practice, and you're not even sweating or breathing hard, man. Come on what, now. What's going on you here, know, baby? You know the slogan. Come on, baby. You know the slogan. <laughs> Conditioning precedes everything. You hey, know we're ready truth, for. Man. So we all prepared. You know, coming coming in fresh off the all season, uh, got everybody back in the building, the grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just great teamwork, great camaraderie. You yeah. know what I mean? Guys are coming together and uh, you know putting their best foot forward. So that's all you can ask for. It's a really good time for us, even though it's early in the year. But uh, you know, excited to have everybody back. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. And we also know we have a new coordinator this year, right, in terms yes, of Terrell Austin taking over, man, your former DB coach. Yes, sir. Just talk about, man, what was that like, man, and how was he handling his new, you know, title yeah. this go-around? Well, obviously, congratulations to T.A. You know, um, definitely a well-deserved, you know, opportunity and job for him. Um, you know, a guy who's been you know, been through the system, been around the league, yeah. and, and has been around a lot of systems, a lot of great ball. You know, ele- elevated a lot of players, and it's only a continuous, continuous pro- process for him. You know, that's the same approach. You know, uh, we're, we're not getting away from who we are and our our identity as a football team, you know. And, uh, you know, he's, he's he's still been able to continue his um, help, help guys grow, yeah. you know, um, from a leadership standpoint, um, on and off the field, from communication, um, just overall leverage and body position. You know mm. what I mean? Just getting back to the, to the fundamentals, you know. And, and, you know, guys go off on their own throughout all the right. seasons. They work on their own craft. And now you, you start putting all those pieces together. And uh, he's done a really good job of honing that and, and maximizing full potential ball to guys. Mm. Now, what's that like? Because obviously T.A.'s been on the staff before, so it's not like just a, a new defensive coordinator came in. Oh, yeah. But there, there's obviously got to be some change, right? He's going to want to do things his way at the same time. I think, I think we'll get to that when, when it's appropriate for that. You know, obviously right now, like I say, we're, we're all fundamentals. You know, the base principles of our defense, you know, the, the things that make us who we are. And, um, you know, like I said, in those moments, um, you know, we're practicing situational ball. Um, you can never, you can never, you know, uh, do enough of that. Sure. You know, there's so many different situations throughout the course of a game, uh, whether it's matching the coverages with certain routes. You know, just make sure we're seeing the same things a certain way um, from leverage standpoint. You know, fitting the right gaps. And like I said, just being real, real technical. You know, and uh, you know your, your technique and obviously your conditioning precedes everything. And uh, you know, those are those are just two fundamental things that you you, you come into each every day. And you work, and you, you work, and you craft on those. You know everything else will follow. You know you, the energy is high. You know we're all out here to compete, and uh, and that and that'll turn over for us on, on game days. No, nah, no doubt, no doubt. Now we always hear people talk about you know when you come out here for OTAs, you're trying to get better. You're always going to get one percent better. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're not a rookie. You've been mm-hmm. doing this for multiple years now, and at a high level. What are you working on specifically for yourself that you're saying, hey, man, when I watch tape, I want to improve this area of my game? Yeah, I mean, like you say, it's, it's, all, it's many different facets that you, uh, you know, you, you're going to continue to keep critiquing, you know, whether that's a physical or just being on the field. And obviously just getting in that veteran role, right. you know, everybody looking at the me. Veteran, like, I'm like, exactly, crazy. <laughs> exactly <The> right. Veteran <laughs> now, <man>. Exactly. So <laughs> it's crazy how to see the, the time change, yes, the roles change in that, man. And, you know, you used to stay on me every day just yeah. – uh, just staying in my ear or just certain coaching points, you know, things to look at, no. just how to conduct myself around the field, around the building. You know, all eyes are on you. Yeah, you know, that's, and that's not just in the building. That's it with everything that you do. So that's just the, my, my approach with everything. It's always been my approach to everything, just mm-hmm. keeping a clean business, you know, mindset to yourself. And um, just being a hub to these guys now, yeah. you know. So, like I said, they're all coming to me like I'm the old head or something. But well, you know, how do you like happen, that? It happens yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, being, just being, you know, like I said, it's very, very humbling, you know, very appreciative. 
you know, of those guys just under, being being right. able to hold me accountable and, and keep me up on what I need to do too, just being able to get me out of my, my comfort and being a leader, you know, uh, crafting and, 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 and bouncing ideas off each other. And like I said, I don't know everything. I'm never going to tell you that I know everything, but I'm always putting you in a good situation because we're, we're in this together. We're in here mm -hmm. to win. So uh, I've just been a hub to those guys, man. You know, any questions they have, like I said, football-related, not football-related, uh, we're brothers, you know, and, we, and we, we stand on that, man. So uh, it, it, it's bigger than football, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's lifelong. Hey, man, that's that still away right there. That's that still away right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So. What's kind of the, um, you know, top of the priority list this time of year? Is it the conditioning? Is it some of the communication elements that are easier to work out in these settings? What are some of those those major things you're trying to hit on yeah. here in these few weeks? Well, it's football's football. You know, we're going we're gonna to run. We're going to jump. We're going to tackle. You know, we're going to change direction. You know, so – you're, you're going to continue to craft those things within your, your work. You know what I mean? You're never going to be complacent with what, what you're comfortable with doing or uh, I might be able to do this drill a little bit better than the next. You know what I mean? So you got to keep challenging yourself, putting your, your body and, and, and movements in certain situations that are awkward to you because those, right. those, those situations do present themselves sure, yeah, in the Get out of your comfort zone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously the, the, the more of the biggest thing is, is communication and, and just to be knowledgeable of the game. You know, just continuous knowledge of the game, awareness and situational ball, um, you know, how teams are trying to continue to attack us. You know, those are different things that in the off season you have a little bit more time to kind of dig, dig deeper in. Right. And as you get closer to, you know, the season time, uh, you know, you have the, fu the, the fundamental calls and things like that, and you're able to branch out and give different looks, um, you know, different disguises and things like right. that. So, you know, like I said, we're, we're just continuous, just continuous growth, man. That's, that's what it's all about, continuous growth. And, uh, you know, everybody's coming coming into that, you know, wide-eyed and, and hungry than ever. Right. You know what I mean? So you got a bunch of guys that with that same mentality on both sides of the ball, and we're looking to do special things. Now, I like that, man. Trust me, we're all excited to watch you guys do those things. Now, we know that, you know, this time of year, it's new faces in the room, man. Oh, yeah. New DBs, whether we're talking free agents or whether we're talking guys that came through the draft, man. Mm -hmm. But just as a whole – First day out there, man. What was your first impression of seeing some of these newer guys, man? Man, I, like I said, I love the energy of these guys. Yeah, man. okay, okay. Uh, I, I love the youth that obviously we brought in, and, and you know, just the, the continuous change that you see each right, and every right. year. You know what I mean? These guys are, like I said, they're hungry, man. You know, they're coming in, they're asking questions, and they're getting around guys, whether they're older or younger. And, and at the end of the day, we're all here to compete, man. So uh, we're, we're here to work and uh, make each other better. And put that, like I said, put that best foot forward on Sundays and game day, and we'll, that's when we come to live. You yeah. know, the, the, you work harder out here than on the game day. Hey, so, absolutely, right? Uh, like I said, we're we're getting after it out here. Um, you know, it's it's it's, a, it's really a pleasure, man, to to really work with these guys. And like I said, just the the humbleness of the younger guys coming in and just getting meshing really well right, with right. the older guys, man. Uh, they'll jump on this moving train really quick. Absolutely. You mentioned everyone's here to compete. You know, this is the the first time in a long time that. You know, it hasn't. Joe Hayden hasn't been here, mm -hmm. and kind of everyone knows who that that number one corner yeah, yeah. alpha kind of guy is. Does that add another layer to that element at all, or is it is it still the same type of intensity? Um, I think it's the same in type of intensity. You know, obviously you would love to have. You know, that's that's another one of our brothers. You know, yeah. and you know, business is business, and those things kind of go their own direction. And all you can do is hope for the best in, in, in great situations for everyone. Uh, but as far as what we can control, like I said, just our approach, you know, just come out here, compete, you know, whoever, whoever's in front of you. It doesn't matter, like I said, if it's a first-year guy, first round, 10-year, it doesn't matter, man. Like I said, we're, we're all crafting. We're all here to get better. And, um, you know, just – what are you backing? What are you backing down from? Sure, you, know, right, right. you know what I mean. It's, like I said, it's, you, you just gotta love what you do. You know, you, yeah. you don't come out here and not love this game and, and think you can play it at a high level. 
you know, let alone play for a long time. You know, we're not here to, to be on a year-to-year basis. We're, we're here to be generational wealth and generational players and, and do everything that we, we say we want to do. Right. You know, so it's about putting our, like I said, putting the best foot forward and bringing everything to fruition. Yeah, man. Now, I also want to ask this, man, because people will think of these situations, and we understand it's a pressure mm-hmm. element here, right? Even though you're teammates, you're competing like you just broke down. We mm-hmm. know contracts come up in terms of, man, who's getting re-signed, et cetera. Mm-hmm. How do you handle all of the pressure of that and still come out here smiling your face enjoying yourself we can hear yeah. it in your voice like you still it's like it's the first day of playing football for you man it's like, all it's, it's all a mindset and mentality most you know that uh I, th- I think the biggest thing like i said is just your approach man just you come into the you come into the day with a, with a great sense and great vibe energy um you know good good things come for that you come through the day and you're just trying to get through the day you're not really trying to get nothing out of the day you know what i mean and just kind of just slide through the cracks you're either going to stay in the same place or you're going to get worse. You're never, mm, you're never necessarily going to get better in that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, it's all about accountability. Everybody's accountable of, of yourself first and foremost, and then, you know, to your God, to your left, and to your right. So we're doing a great job of continuous being accountable, you know, for everything, you know, Let's whether go. it's drop balls, this and this. You know, <laughs> you, you know, you have your, your, whole, your whole different lingo for that. And, um, you know, like I said, that just that's, you, you, you're, you're working and crafting, and, and you got guys, you know, competing and pushing you. And you bring the best out of those guys, you know, so uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting, man. I like is, it. It's going to be exciting. Is that easier, too, you know, specifically for you guys as a defense? I mean, you've got leaders at every level, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Cam and TJ, yourself, Minka. Is, when you have that type of veteran leadership, does, does that make all that easier? It definitely does. You know, like I said, especially at three levels like that, you know, you got guys in different rooms who can, can more can control the room sure. outside of the coaches. And, um, you know, Sometimes you hear things different from a guy who you're playing with. You know what I mean? You might not take that same coaching critique from a coach. Yeah, you, you take the lesson for what it is. But sometimes you might see some things different as a player, you know, or going through the same situations and you're able to discuss things. You're able to find the comfort in it and, and figure things out out there on the field. So just that con- constant communication level um, has, to, has to keep going on the up and up. You know what I mean? And uh, it just makes the game slow down for you. Sure. You know, you, you know, everything is already 100 miles an hour between plays and, and getting to the ball and split second and all that type of stuff. Uh, but you, you you don't have to play the game that way. <laughs> you don't have to play that game that way. You know what I mean? You, you slow it down in your mind, and uh, you know you, you you put the time in. You prepare. You know, so you you talk about pressure, uh, but you only really feel pressure when you're not prepared. Nah, that's you the know truth, what man. I mean? So um, you 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 go week in week out. Uh, and and put put your, like I said, you're, you're all into your preparation and, and everything that you want to maximize and get out of it, and you continues to keep building, stacking good weeks, and, and good things continue to follow from that. Now, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. Now, I do got to ask you another very very serious question, man. Yes, <laughs> the last time you know all you guys were in uniform, you weren't out there with a reigning defensive player of the year. You know, I need to know now, now that you are out there and you have this reigning defensive player of the year by the name T.J. Watt. Sheesh. I mean, man, how, how you feeling about that, Sheesh. man? I, I feel like the morale has to be improved on. on top of that, and, right? And this is his first time? Come, come on, man. <laughs> we just now how? talking about that? How, Sway, how? Come on now. Make it make sense. I, you know, like I said, me and T.J. came together, and 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 that's been one of the special bonds that, uh, that I've, I've grown to, yeah. you know, over the years. Um, just seeing his growth, just seeing his work. Um, you know, staying patient uh, with, you know, things off the field. And, uh, you know, just that same tenacity, that the same hunger that he has, you know, he, that's his same approach every day. Love you it. know what I mean? So uh, he's, he's he's a great leader. 
you know, uh, guys love being around him. He's he's a he's a great face, not just for the organization, but uh, you know, to the public. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you know, I, I, everyone's situation. A lot of people look up to him. You know, we're we're all looking up to him, and uh, just seeing with the continuous of you know the elevation of where he's going to go. And uh, you know, that that like I said, you, you aspire to to get to that level. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So whether you're different different uh you know parts of your journey. You know, um, we we know that that's not necessarily unachievable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So he's setting a standard for a lot of guys of what we're looking for to get to. So I'm not necessarily saying that. Yeah, I'm a win defensive player every year or this or that. <laughs> but you know, that is obviously a goal. You no, know absolutely. what I mean. That's those are sure. things that you you know you. Why work, not? Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean. So that's things that you work in and, and work to achieve. And like you, you got a guy, not to say in your room, but on your side of the ball, who's who's a great example. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a firsthand example of. You want every everything that you want, you go get it. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, um, it, it's it's a pleasure. It's a it's a true pleasure to have you know ninety on on our side of the ball and and uh, you know just h- however long he's gonna do this game, play this game for <laughs> man. Like I said, he, he's never gonna slow down. So yeah. that's that's the beauty in it, man. That's the beauty in it. And uh, like I'm just, I'm super excited for him as well. It's Cam Sutton with us here on SNR. Cam, the last one I've got for you. You know, there's been a lot of talk about how the defense needs to lead the way this season. How you know Ben Roethlisberger, 18 years, he's no mm-hmm. longer here. There's been some turnover on the offense. A lot of young guys on, on the offense that are going to play significant roles as well too. Do you guys kind of feel that that you know we need to be one of those units who sets the tone, who who walks into stadiums and is able to you know be a big part of the reason why we're able to win football games? Well, as a defense, we need to be who we are. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, the standard is the standard, you know, and, and we play football here at a very high level. And that's no matter – we always talk about no part of, no matter what part of the journey you come along, uh, what part of the year you come along this, you know, like I said, first year, second, whatever, you know, however, whatever your journey is, you put your best foot forward every time you step out there on the field. And in this city, you know what I mean, you got so much, so many people behind you, just so much behind you, so – I mean, it's it's. I guess I don't look at it as pressure. I just I take all that love in, and it's just I I feel I feel that, and I want to give that back. I want to, you know, it's a I wanna, privilege, exactly. Right? No, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I want to express that and bring that same city, uh, same same enjoyment to not just the city, but obviously to all our fans. You know, everyone who, who's really locked in and in tune to us. And uh, you know, like I said, like I said, the, the pressure is not on us to win games or as a defense to. You know, set guys out and do this and this and this. Our, our pressure is to go out. The pressure is to go out there and just play ball. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we got 60 minutes to 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 make things happen and then obviously be prepared for anything after that. So um, you know, we're going to do everything that we need to do to be prepared for those moments and um, and go get it. No, I like it, it, man. man. Go I get like it. it. Go get it. I say, I'm good, man. Yep. I'm definitely liking it, though, man. Just yes, keep sir. doing your thing, baby. Most Absolutely, I appreciate man. You. I appreciate you Cam, guys, yeah, we, we appreciate Cam, you taking the, the, the time veteran. for us. I know. The, the veteran. veteran. The veteran. The, the oh, old my head goodness. Now. Crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Cam Sutton, kind enough to lend us some time after practice here. Thank you, Cam. We're going to take a break. On the other side, I think we might have Isaiah Loudermilk Uh-oh. sitting down hey with now. us. I know. So don't you dare go anywhere. Yo OTA milk. coverage continues <laughs> yes, sir. on your 24-7 home of the gold, black and gold SNR. Thank you, guys. Back on the south side of the Sports Conference, Radio, our ongoing coverage of day one of OTAs here 
with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joining us now, we are uh, fortunate enough to keep this uh, this player tour going here. Yes, yes, indeed. And as Motsi likes it, we're staying on the defensive side of the Come football. Come on, man. We got the rain. We, listen, we can't have a rainy defensive player of the year and not talk defense all day. That's fine all I want to do, man. It's fine All I want to talk is defense. And it's fine That's with it. me. Everyone else in town is talking about the quarterbacks. We, we we're, don't care about that side talking, of the ball, man. We're talking about the defense nah, here. No, nah, anybody can talk quarterbacks. I don't care about those guys. I care about defense. And more importantly, I care about D-linemen. Well, there we go. I like my guys that are in the trenches. There we go. You know? Well, we've got one of those guys we're, we're, we're at the table with us one, now. Man. Second year player, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Isaiah Loudermilk in the building with us, man. How you doing, man? You, you look amazing. I, I'm just throwing it out Appreciate there. It. Every time Wes, you know, likes to joke, oh, man, you think you can still do it? I think of people like you. <laughs> and I'm like, not a chance. Not a chance, man. I mean, it, it, how was your offseason? You look you mm. like you had a good offseason, baby. It was good, yeah. I mean, it was nice to be able to, you know, put some – Put a little bit of weight on, yeah. uh, you know, in a good way. Uh, <laughs> work on some strength stuff, some speed stuff. So, you know, kind of having that first full off season was nice, yeah. and uh, I'm feeling good right now. So I'm ready to be back at it. And, and talk about, man, how different is that for you, you know, with this being your first professional off season, co in contrast to when you're mm -hmm. a collegiate athlete and what those off seasons may look like? Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's a lot more time just to work on myself. Um, you know, there's no school. Um, of course, there's other things that you want to work on in right. the off season. Um, you know, everyone's more than just a football player, so right, right. you know they got their their own stuff to do. Um, but you know, it was nice just to just to focus on that. There was really nothing yeah. else for me um, besides working out and you know preparing for this next year. So mm -hmm. uh, just being able to go through a whole off season, you know, uh, not like college has been <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. He said we don't have no midterms, no yeah, finals. That's right. This that's is right. Great. This is a great situation. Loving it. <laughs> Have you felt things slow down in that regard? You know, people, uh, you hear a lot of times just the craziness of, you know, playing your last year of college to a bowl game, to the combine, to rookie mini. It's just almost a year that, that never stops. Did you feel that maybe slow down a little bit this offseason? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, last year was, it was kind of hectic, um, you know, going through all that, um, you know, nonstop really, uh, you know, training for the combine, pro day, stuff like that, and then straight to here, mm -hmm. back to work again. Um, so it was nice just to kind of kind of slow things down, be able to take it at my own pace now, um, you know, kind of figure out what my body needs, stuff like that. So just being able to kind of take a step back sure. uh, and, and just look at what I need has helped a lot. Yeah. Now, just finished up OTA practice number one. How your body feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Um, you know, it's good to be back out here with all the guys. Yeah. Um, you know, having a lot more of the guys come back into town, being able to be out here on the field with them in helmets again, uh, kind of, you know, getting back to some football stuff has been yeah, nice. Um, but, you know, my body's feeling good. Uh, off season was good. So being able to be out here kind of kind of show, you know, uh, I mean, really everyone's doing it, kind of showing what they were working on this offseason. Right, right. uh, everyone coming back a little better, a little healthier. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is my new move. I don't know if y'all uh -huh. realize that, yeah. but I'm going to drop this today and tomorrow. <laughs> Showing off some new stuff. Uh -huh. What is that? You know, in, in these types of OTA settings where, you know, everyone jokes it's football and shorts, right? What are some of the things that you like to highlight, that you like to focus on, that you can, you know, maybe lay the groundwork here for whenever the, the live action does mm -hmm. get going? I think it's a lot of technique stuff because, um, I mean, you can work. You're, you're always really working technique, but just having helmets on, um, you know, drill work, stuff like that is mainly what we're able to do right now. So, you know, it's really little details, small steps, hand placement, especially for the D-line. We're really working on, you know, right footwork, hand mm -hmm. placement, just just small stuff that we, that we can really work on right now. 
just ingrain it so that when you get to that mm-hmm. next step, it's already second yeah. nature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you do it now, I'm, I mean, when you put pads on, after repeatedly doing it over and over, it'll become second nature. Sure. So that's really what and we're probably the to... opposite way, too. If it's not already second nature, mm-hmm. when you put those pads on, you're going to be doing a lot of thinking and yeah. instead of reacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's a good thing about, you know, kind of taking it slow, um, getting all the, the footwork, hand placement, just the technical stuff down. So when you start flying and really going with pads on, because things move fast, things sure. move really sure. fast. Yeah. So just having that uh, – that, that that groundwork for that helps a lot. Now, every year we know guys come out here and they set different goals of, hey, I want to improve my footwork. I want to improve this element of my game. For you, now that you've done this for a year, what part of your game are you trying to improve this time, you know, going through OTAs? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course all of it, but I think the main one um, for me would be a little bit more pass rush. Um, mm, okay. You know, I feel pretty good. I felt pretty good in the run last year. Of course, you know, there's a lot, a lot that I got to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't, I was happy with, with, you know, some of the stuff I did last year. But at the same time, you know, I still watch tape. Yeah. Like, man, like, got messed up on that one. <laughs> you know, well, look, some it, stuff it, like that. And, yeah. and that is the mark of a good player, though. You should be able to watch your tape and mm-hmm. be more critical of yourself than others. Yeah. So, it, uh, trust me, the way that you respond, I'm like, yep, yeah, I like that. I yeah. like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 pretty critical myself yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. But yeah, right now I really want to, um, you know, be able to get to the quarterback, kind of make myself into a three-down player, mm, not just okay. some guy, you know, um, who you throw out there for certain downs. Uh, yeah. You know, I want the coaches to trust me to go out there in a pass situation mm-hmm. and you know have faith in me and yeah. you know getting some pressure. No doubt, no doubt. Isaiah Loudermilk with us here on SNR. Last one I've got for you. Uh, obviously, you know, Terrell Austin, it's not that he's a, a new face. He's been with the organization for a few years now, but he's now the defensive coordinator as, as Keith Butler exits. Does that change much for you? And is it – got to think it's, it's got to be nice, right, to at least have the, the new D.C. as someone that you're already familiar with and already mm-hmm. have a relationship with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's super nice having him be the D.C. Um, you know, he, he's a face that's always around. And even last year, you know, we worked quite a bit with him, mm-hmm. talked with him quite a bit. So having him fill that role um, I think really helps a lot. He's a familiar face. Everyone knows how he coaches, uh, how he treats players, sure. um, things like that. So kind of having that familiarity with him um, helps a lot. And I'm excited to, to see what we can do with him. Well, and the last one that I have is – I know your former, uh, my former teammate, your current teammate, Cam Hayward. When I was here, we'd always have a lot of fun, always the jovial guy, you know, having fun in meetings and on the mm-hmm. practice field. Is he still enjoying it at this stage of his career? Yeah, yeah, he, okay. he, he, he's for sure still enjoying it. Okay. You know, he has his times where, um, you know, he's serious, but most of the time, you know, he, he, he's having fun with it. There but, we go. You know, as long as people are getting the work in, yeah. doing the right things, then, uh, you know, he's good with that. But, you know, people, you step out of line a little bit and not work. Um, you can expect them to get on you, um, is. which is great. I mean, it, it, it's it's nice having a leader like that, someone yeah. who uh, you can joke around with, but at the same time you can listen to him for anything, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's certainly that's the type of presence Absolutely, you man. want there uh, on the defense. Absolutely. Well, we're yes, excited sir. to watch all you guys to c- continue to work over these next few mm-hmm. weeks and know you've got a, a million things going on. We appreciate you taking the time oh, yeah. for us, Isaiah. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys. No doubt. Isaiah yeah. Loudermilk, Steelers, defensive lineman, kind enough to take a few minutes with us here on SNR. Moats and I are going to take our last break of the hour. We'll close things down before we hand it off to Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson when we return. Wesley Euler, Arthur Moats, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
Back on the Blitz, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, OTAs, day number one on the south side of the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. It's our final segment here before we hand things off to Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. Practice is over, media availability is over. Dale and Matt will have the full recap for you. They'll have some quarterback audio as well, too. All that good stuff that you get here on SNR. It's a little bit, uh, not a little bit, it's a lot of bit more quiet out here than yes, it has it been is. most of the day. As, uh, as Motsi and I wrap things up here. But uh, thanks again to, uh, to Regan Baruby and everybody from, uh, from Steelers PR for, for hooking us up there with Cam Sutton and with Isaiah Loudermilk. If you missed those uh, interviews, um, I believe Matt and Dale might, might play those back and discuss those uh, at some points uh, during their three hours as well, too. Six hours of live coverage here every single day. Motsi, uh, as we start to close this thing down, I, I did want to discuss with you um, not necessarily – specific to, to, to what we saw here, but something that I think is, is relevant to the conversation. Um, it appears the Steelers are in the final stages of the general manager hiring process. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know, of course, Kevin Colbert, uh, while he is not completely sailing off into the sunset, he is no longer going to be the Steelers general manager. Um, I believe actually the end of this month would be will be when that officially comes yes, to an the, end. Yeah, thirty first. The thirty first. Yes. Yeah, a, a week from today, um, and so it appears that the Steelers have six finalists, mm-hmm. six candidates who were who were brought back for that kind of, you know, I guess you could consider it second or third round of interviews. However, you look at it, second here in the building, third overall, um, six finalists. Uh, or at least six people that were, were brought back again for that, that final round of interviews. Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt, of course, both uh, candidates that we've discussed at length, guys that are in the organization, have been with the organization for a long time. Uh, and then outside candidates, um, uh, John Spitek, who is the uh, VP of Player Personnel for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tennessee Titans VP of Player Personnel, uh, Ryan Cohen, former Bills general manager Doug Whaley, and Philadelphia Eagles vice president of Player Personnel, Andy Weddle. So down to those six, and I got to think, Motsi, not eminently, but, you know, as they've kind of narrowed it down and we've seen only, you know, so many brought back for additional interviews, it does feel like, you know, we're, we're getting close to that announcement, to that decision being, being yeah, made. Yeah, that's definitely feeling like that is the case. And um, if it is, man, I'm, uh, it's bittersweet because obviously, you know, it signifies the start of a new era. But at the same time, we know that that ends – one, and that being Kevin Colbert as the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy that is responsible for me being a part of this organization. So with that, I mean, I, I do think that it's appropriate in terms of the timing. Mm. If it is going to happen in this, you know, next two to three weeks, like we're feeling sure, it should sure. be or, or that's, that's the vibe. I mean, I, I, I get it because there is still going to be business that the Steelers are going to want to uh, tend to when you're talking free agents, whether that be re-signing guys. We know that uh, it's multiple guys in this uh, on this roster right now that are up for contracts mm-hmm. or are looking to have new contracts, whether we're talking Deontay Johnson, Minka Fitzpatrick, um, obviously other guys that are in contract years, Devin Bush, another one mm-hmm. of those guys. Um, that's business that the Steelers are going to be looking into, whether they're trying to tend to it now or if you're making plans for the future. It's not something that you want to let linger Correct. for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, so with that being the case, man, I I, I do think that you're right, man. I, I think that we are going to see this thing happen, you know, very, very soon. I, I got a feeling. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. But I've also got a feeling um, that by the time this OTA process wraps up second week in June, that, that we'll have an answer to that sooner, yeah. maybe rather 
than later. Um, we will take some of your tweets as well, too. We haven't done much of that today, but we got the bonus hour. We got the last. We got a, a uh, you know a, a juicier final segment oh. here oh. as we as we uh, as we close things down. So if you want to uh, get those Twitter questions in now at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. Body. is where you uh, would do so. Uh, our buddy D. Hev, the Photoshop extraordinaire, oh, there he is. tweeted us asking about Anthony McFarland. He's been haven't heard much about him. What's going on with him? He was out here today, and you know yeah. what? He actually he had a, a couple of nice plays out here, I thought, as well, too. Yeah, and I thought that he was uh, moving a lot, uh, not just moving well and fast, but under control. Remember, that was the thing that we talked about in terms of his growth um, last year in training camp. In contrast to his first year, we thought at times he was playing a little bit out of control and was slipping and falling a lot. I thought that today he continued on with that narrative of just being a more in control version of himself. So I did think that, you know, from what we saw and what we can share, hmm. that he had some good moments. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's certainly out here and present and is, is certainly still in that equation uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers as, you know, another thing that Motes and I have spent time discussing throughout the offseason, that need for a uh, a Robin to Najee's Batman to to emerge from from one of those yeah. guys in the backfield. He's back very much in well that conversation too. as well, man. I'm, the the running back number two spot is legitimately wide. Oh, it's open. wide open. Yeah. I think that <clears throat> if we had to put a ranking on it, I'll probably put Benny Snell as the the favorite to mm -hmm. be the backup I would just agree. because I would of agree. the special teams pro is as along with the fact that he's been here the longest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that those things have definitely helped him out. But um, but yeah, man, that 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 position is open. Yeah. It, it certainly is, um, and there's there's always still the possibility too that they could add to that position. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, as, yeah. As you've as you've laid out many times before in these type of settings, if Mike Tomlin is not thrilled with what he's seeing, uh -huh. he's not afraid to go shopping. He, he won't hesitate to go shopping. go shopping. Yes, he will. And I think particularly at that position because there's always some names out there yes. at the at the running back position. There's always some veteran guys around, um, and and that'll be obviously something. Uh, that we keep an eye on as well, too. Max tweets us, and, you know, talking about the, the Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick contract, the Jesse Bates contract, some of the conversation that we were having earlier. Um, you know, we may get lucky if the Bengals get the deal done before the Steelers because it feels like the Bengals rarely spend a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of those, you know, and, and that's that's why you have so many guys in a front office, right? That's why you have Kevin Colbert and Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt and on down that list. They're, you know, they're tapped into that thing. Very okay, true. here's here's what we think, you know, the number that we want to get Minka at as opposed to where some other guys are going to be around the league. But, you know, I, I asked that to Chris Carter, Motsi. You think that, that we see a Minka Fitzpatrick contract, let's say, before training camp get done? I wouldn't necessarily say before training camp, but I could see it happening during training okay. camp. Similar, yes. similar, like what happened with TJ. Yes, yes, because I just think with uh, Minka's deal is going to have a lot of nuance in it. It's going to have a lot of guaranteed money in it, and whenever you have guaranteed money and nuance by way of, you know, incentives, uh, X amount of All Pros, Pro Bowls, whatever, that, that those type of deals they, they they take a lot of time. They they take a lot of work because it's a lot of give and take, back and forth by the organization and by Minka and his uh, party as well, man. But I just I think that's one of those ones that get done in training camp. I don't know when in training camp, but I think it does get done then because you don't want Minka having to go out there and be playing but having to worry about the compensation element of it. You want him to be able to go out there and be carefree and know that, hey, the same way I give you my all on this field, you're going to give me your all in terms of making sure I'm compensated in a manner in which we all feel comfortable with. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and that is something that, listen, as Moats can attest to because he's been through that, it's a process. It takes time. There's 
there's give and take, there's a need to meet in a common ground. But, yeah, yeah that, that feels like something that, you know, sooner rather than later, maybe not imminent here, but, but sooner rather than later. Uh, Steel City Champs tweets us and wants to know our thoughts on Dan Moore as we head here into year two. Um, could we consider him the steal of last year's draft? And do you guys think, you know, it's possible that he could even have a longer career with the Steelers than someone like Najee Harris? Hmm. Well, the position certainly would would allude to uh, to that. I mean, no, I mean, when you're talking value, absolutely he has a chance. If you can get a franchise or a starting caliber left tackle in the fourth round that plays for 10-plus years, then, yeah, without a doubt, you could make that very same argument, yes, because we know with running backs, just by the nature of the position, you're looking at a three to four window, three to four year window of elite play. Then after that, we've seen those guys drop off. Whether you're talking Le'Veon, whether you're talking Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, um, I mean, all these running backs, Ty Gurley, any of these running backs that we can think of in the short term and even longer term history, mm-hmm. the majority of them their elite years is a short a very short window and that's part of the reason why we don't value them the same way in terms of the compensation associated with them correct yeah. correct and but, that's just but, i mean that's yeah. that's part of the shelf life too yeah. just because i understand like the Najee argument of no he's got to be the guy he's, he's the most vibe and it's like i think that he is going to have the most impact and most value out the gate yes but when you're talking you know 10 years the likelihood of him playing that long is is very unlikely. Yes. Whereas when you're talking about Dan Moore, the likelihood of a left tackle playing 10 years and being a starting caliber left tackle, yeah, the probability is a lot higher. I also can make the same case about a Pat Fryer move. 100%. In terms yeah. of yeah. what his potential ceiling could be and how long he could play at that level. You know, those are all different arguments that we can make in the sense of who we could deem as the most valuable of that draft class being last year. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's fair. And you know what? I One of the things, you know, Pat Firemuth, we haven't haven't talked about him much lately. I'm so excited to see what this guy's going to do this year in the red zone. You know, to me, that feels like the Steelers have been, they've been so kind of hot and cold in that area, yes, particularly, particularly ever since uh, Antonio Brown exited because he was such a weapon in the red zone. And I think legitimately his from his last year here, to what would have been 2019, mm-hmm. they went from a top five red zone offense to a bottom five red zone offense. Yes. Now, there's obviously the caveat that Ben Roethlisberger played six quarters that season, and that was yeah. it. So when you when you lose your QB one, the future Hall of Famer, it hurts you. That, that's gonna play. Uh, you need that guy. That's gonna play um, an, a big role in that equation as well, too. But for me, Fryermuth feels like who could be one of those ace red zone type guys that that again that you you have to have a, a guy like that on your roster you know in 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 this era someone who just has a nose for the football nose for matchup problems and can you know can find the back of the end zone yeah and we also know that not just find the back of the end zone but also has very strong hands man ah, that's the thing that i like when you yes. see him pick that ball up out the air man i'm like yep that's what i like to see ladies and gentlemen that is what i like to see but, man, it's, it's just a lot of these dudes, man, I'm excited about. You know, a, a guy that I was actually, um, you know, excited to see this this practice today. Tell me. Was on the defense side of the ball, man. You know, oh, I'm, I'm sure. always going back that, to the defense. That, that surprises but me, But, no, yeah. it, was, it was my inside linebackers, man. Devin Bush and Miles yeah, Jack. Yeah. Um, I thought that as a whole, you know, both of those dudes, man, they, they looked the part. They looked like they were confident. I thought they were communicating well from what I was seeing over here. Now, obviously, we can't give you the full in-depth of, oh, man, he missed that call. He made that call. <laughs> right, right, right. But as a whole, I thought that they moved it and operated together on a string the way it needs to be in with good confidence in terms of how they communicated to the defense as a whole. I think if those guys can do that and, and consistently do that 
And then obviously when you carry it over to put it on the pads, I think that that is a huge step in the right direction in terms of this defense being a lot better, especially against the run. Yeah. I, you know what? And that, that is obviously something that we'll, that we'll all be keeping an eye on as well too. Uh, James tweets us. You know what? Speaking of speaking of what you just said there, who's going to wear the green dot, Jack or Bush, or someone else? Um, TBD, TBD. I mean, because I don't. Am I allowed? To, yeah, I can share that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt that both of the guys were making calls. Um, the way that it was set up, from my perspective, it was set up where Devin would have technically had it on today, based on what I was seeing, but. Said, it's they also don't day, have one it. day one for Miles Jack yes. in that regard, yeah. And, and, and that is a part of the equation. And Absolutely. that's why for me I'm like, I'm not going to put too much stock in it because on day one you typically make the calls with the guy that knows the calls up until at least week two. So so someone man Miles can, you know, get a chance <laughs> to see how, we, how yes. we formulate and how we communicate on these type of days. So, yes. But from my understanding, I mean, at least from what I saw, it would have been uh, Devin today, though. Chris tweets us and says, uh, you guys were having some conversation with Cam Sutton about all the leaders and that presence on defense. How about the offensive side of the football? Obviously a lot of turnover, looking uh, looking for some guys to emerge here. And that, you know, it is funny. It's like, I'm sure Matt and Dale go through this as well too. You you and I spend so much time talking to each other. It, it does always feel like, oh wait, didn't we just talk about this yesterday? But it, it might <laughs> it might have been a, like a few weeks, few months at this point. Um that's that's certainly something that, that we're all keeping an eye on. Yeah, on the defensive side of the football, you know, I think you have that nice balance. It's like, which of, leader do you want? You want the D-line leader and Cam. You want the linebacker leader? Okay, you got TJ. You want the secondary leader? Okay, you got Minka. Right. All right which one do you want to go with? And what I think is nice, too, Motsi, is there are different kinds of leaders there Very that you true. just mentioned. Yep. I feel like the best, you know, kind of the, the yin and yang, right, the, the best combination of leadership is – is like a Joey Porter and a Troy Polamalu. Mm. One guy who's Boy, galvanizing. It it get more polar opposite one right guy, there. one guy who's galvanizing <laughs> energy, yelling in your face, right? And then the other guy who just leads by example yes. and goes about their business. And I think you have that on this Steelers defense. Like T.J. Watt is the guy that's in the linebacker circle that, that gets them all fired up before games. But I don't think any of us, you know, pretend that his personality is is like a Joey Porter, Correct. right? But Cam Hayward has more of that. He'll get in guys' faces. He'll tell you what's up. He'll he'll do some screaming and some yelling. You've obviously been a part of a lot of, of defenses. Is there is there any particular way to slice that, or is it is it good to have the balance of the the different type of leaderships and and kind of some of those styles and the way that that can play out? I'm I'm, I'm a fan of the variety. I'm a fan of the differences. In terms of the approaches, because with that being the case, man, each player responds differently to certain elements. Each person communicates differently. Some guys you need to communicate with a little bit more aggression in your tone. Others, soft-spoken, eye contact, man-to-man. Mm. -man. You know, some guys are more so, hey, you know what, just show me. I don't need you to tell me anything. Just show me. Show me it, and I can pick it up. Other guys, walk me through this. Let's talk about this. Let's get one-on-one -on -one real quick. Sure. So when you have – a group of guys like we do here on the defense side of the ball where you have that versatility, where you have those different styles, I think that it just casts a larger net. So that way when you have guys that may be unsure about something, they can pick and choose which guy they need to talk to, which guy they want to talk to. I kind of think of it like having two parents, you know? Uh -huh. you know you, you, like good cop, bad cop. Well, not even good cop, bad cop, just different cop, right? One person might operate this way the other one might operate with this type of temperament and it's like okay both are very effective and both can get the job done by themselves 
but it makes it a lot easier when you can pick, hey, do I want to go with this approach today or do I feel a little bit more comfortable talking about this with this person today? But as a whole, as long as it's getting communicated, as long as we're all able to stay on the same page, we're going to have this defense the way that it needs to be out there. And I think that that's the biggest strength that they have right now when you're talking about those three guys and their different styles of leadership. Yeah, no, that that's well said. And, and obviously to, to Chris's question, um, you you need that some of that to emerge on the offense. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of turnover. We all talked about you know, four rookies starting on the offense last year. Ben Roethlisberger has has exited stage right um, to to go to Canton here in in the next few years. Um, you know the the days of the the Heinz Wards and the Heath Millers are, are long gone. Obviously as well too. Pouncey and DeCastro are no longer here. Is there anybody that stands out for you on the offensive side of the football that seems like they might you know fit that bill? Man, to me, I'm obviously leaning Najee. I think that he has that natural ability to be a leader. He's an alpha dog in the sense of we know who he is in his position group. And I think that he's one of the guys that's going to be very well, or he already is well-respected, but I think that continues, you know, with his ascension into this NFL league. I mean, when he continues to just show that, yeah, last year was just some scratching the surface, and he has a lot more left. I think that that commands even more attention, even more respect. Very similar to T.J. Watt in the sense that, yeah, you don't think of those guys as the big, super outgoing, bubbly personalities, but those are guys that because of how dominant they are, you are gravitating towards them. You want to hear from them. Even if they only say five words, those five words <laughs> matter. <laughs> now, obviously, Najee's not to that same extreme as sure, T.J., sure. but in, in terms of understanding – why he would be one of those natural leaders. That is why. Um, and then from there, I mean, we were talking about the quarterback position. Um, Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I think that he yeah. has that. I think that Kenny is going to push it's, him It's hard that, to be that guy as a rookie, but right. Kenny but, has that in like him as Kenny well, too, has it seems. That. He definitely has that. But to me, I think Mitch is a little bit more ahead of the game there because he's had to do it before. He's had to go through what Kenny's going through. He did it in a probably more, you know, or a less advantageous situation when he was in Chicago, whereas here in Pittsburgh, we know the organization is a lot more stable. We know it's a lot more familiarity within the building. Mm-hmm. We know where our team floor should be. And that's very different than the situation that Mitch Trubisky went into into Chicago. So I think that he is another one of those candidates that is going to be a natural front runner, a natural leader mm-hmm. of this group. Mm-hmm. And then from there, man, I look at the old line. I say to myself, man, obviously a James Daniels, Yep. You know, yep. I think that he has that in him. but He seems to have some of that dog in yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I think of him. But then I also think of Chooks by, by way of him being the elder statesman here. He is the longest tenured – or excuse me, not the longest tenured, but we talk about him having yeah, that starting experience absolutely. being here. Of the starters, he does have the most tenure. Yes, he does. You know, when you're talking about Dotson and, and Dan Moore, those guys haven't been here Which long. Which sounds crazy Chukes, to say because yeah, Chooks is still – he's still he's relatively still young. young. He's young, absolutely. But he is – Technically, the, the the vet in that room right there, man. He's so the, he's uh, another one of those guys. He's the same age as Chris Oladokun. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> I don't know bro. if you saw nah, that, but crazy, that is, it's, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think those are uh, some of the candidates. Kenny Pickett feels like a guy that could grow into that. It's it's tough to ask a rookie to, to be that right away, but he certainly feels like like he's got some of those traits. Um, Steel City Champs says, you know, heard you guys talking about Najee earlier. Besides him, you know, physically, who else just stands out maybe gave you that wow factor on the first day of OTAs? Um, to me, man, I, ain't, I looked at Miles Boinkin. You were. You were t- one earlier, of our, we were during a break. You yeah. were talking about him, yeah. I was like, that dude, I mean, he – like, I knew he was obviously a taller body, 6'4", but the 220 frame shows – 
It, it shows. It does. He, he, he looks Chase Claypool-ish. <laughs> like, just, that's, that's yes. the frame that he has, man. Yes, that's it is. the frame that he has. Yes, it is. For me, I mentioned this a little bit too, but uh, but George Pickens looks like a guy who already has has the frame yeah. and, and, you know, is, is just kind of entering this fold. Uh, he, he's got some stature for a rookie amongst him, obviously. Um, you know, I, I think another one as well, too. I mean, the guy who sat down with us a, a, a few minutes ago, Isaiah Loudermilk. Yep. You can, there's some – it looks different. Some of some of that some of that looks different. some of that thickness has turned into straight muscle. Looks different for Isaiah. And and again, that's that's the first to second year. That's what you that's what you want to see. Yeah. That leap. You know, he was he was out in Los Angeles yeah. working out. Um, did did you have any like talk to me about your first? You know, from your from your rookie to soft so, rookie to sophomore from your freshman to sophomore year from your rookie to second year. What was that transformation process like for you? Um, and is that something that, that guys are really cognizant of when they get to that point in their career? Um, so for me, man, mine was a little bit uh, delayed. I always say my uh, year two jump was actually in year three. Okay. Because my first offseason, I didn't get a real offseason. We had the lockout. So there was no offseason program. Right. My whole offseason right. schedule was just flipped upside down. We didn't know when we were coming back. We didn't know if we were coming back, if there was going to be a season. So that drastically impacted my offseason. So my second year, none of us came back where we needed to be. <laughs> guys were either too big or too small. Or guys were trying to figure it out. Guys were getting in shape. Or, or guys were trying to drop weight. It was just a lot going on that year because it was the first time that any of us had to deal with that. Yeah. So that's why I say no, for that, me. No, that makes sense. But that's why I say for me, my third year is where I had, like, my real body transformation, man. I spent some time in California as well, um, being obviously that my wife's from out there, so it made a lot of sense, man. We spent, you know, a couple weeks out there just training, getting my body right. Mm -hmm. And for me, when I came back, I was – I was super lean and light, man. That that was that was one of my things, man. Um, to give you context, um, when I came back my second year, I was probably two sixty, two sixty five. When I came back my third year, I was down to probably two forty five. Oh wow! Yeah, like it, it was that type yeah. of yeah, that type That's of like, significant. Yeah, just focus and understanding of what I was trying to do with my body and how I wanted to feel when I was out there. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No, that's that's funny, and that is you know that's that's where these guys are. A lot of those you can you can definitely see that. Like I said, Najee, uh, Isaiah Loudermilk. Um, that's one of the things that you notice in these uh, you know football and shorts type settings. That's going to do it for Arthur Motes and I here on day one of OTA coverage. But don't you dare go anywhere. Don't you do it because you got a bonus hour of us. That's okay. But what you really want is the bonus hour of the drive with Dale Lolly and Matt Williamson, and you will have that right around the corner from one until four o'clock. Uh, Dale and Matt will have you covered here on SNR, uh, and they will have some audio for you from the quarterbacks who spoke today as well. Thanks to Jacob, Zach, and Brian for uh, for keeping us uh, together back at the ranch and everything. And, uh, and this is just day one. Reminder, folks, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for the next three weeks, six hours of live coverage here every single day on SNR. Thanks to Isaiah and Cam Sutton for sitting down with us, Chris Carter as well, too. And as always, the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Don't you dare go anywhere. The Drive coming up next. It's all happening here on your 24-7, home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.